0: Hey, this is Adam Thielen. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown
1: Vikings! Adam Thielen had to travel to England to get his first touchdown in 2017.
0: The sports leader in the Lakes area is KDLM Detroit Lakes.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The
2: KDLM Sports Wrap.
1: Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Join the conversation on Facebook Live as they stream the show live from the KDLM studio. So like I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Hello and
2: welcome. If you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear
0: extraordinary.
1: What's better than this? Guys being dudes.
0: Forest Hills Resort is not responsible for errant shots. <laughs> they must have known Zeke was coming. I
1: he I'm from Detroit Lakes. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Detroit Lakes go crazy! We're still here! We're still here! Get up!
3: 1340 KD Lemon station. You can count on this as the KD Lemon sports wrap, but probably pretty rainy Friday. Not complaining about it. I'm just saying we got a Laker open to play in today. (laughs) Uh, Team Layton broadcasting ready to go. Rain or shine today. And then what a team we've got for the 21st annual Laker open. We put the A team together. It's the A team and me where it's Jeff Layton, the legendary Andy Leah, the legendary golf coach, Bob Gordon, who just retired as the head coach of the Laker Boys golf team after 22 years, led the Laker Boys to a couple state championships. Detroit Lakes Middle School principal, Mike Sukert, and me. Dun, 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 dun. That's our team. Four really good golfers, and then a guy who's there to uh, to learn from some of the best. Laker open, uh, supposed to tee off at 1 o'clock at uh, the Detroit Country Club, 1.30 at Lakeview. But uh, keeping an eye on the weather today as well because it could get uh, could get a little damp. But no, uh, no one's complaining because we absolutely need need the rain. I read an article that that said like in order to get uh, water levels back to where they normally are, we need five to nine inches of rain. But we can't get it all at once because then you're dealing with with some flooding. But here's what's coming up in the sports wrap today. Speaking of golf, we've got pro golfer Tim Herron going to join us in the second half of the wrap. He's in Seattle. Golfing in the Boeing Invitational, and coming up in the middle of September, he's going to be in Sioux Falls golfing at the Sanford Invitational presented by Cambria. So we'll talk to Tim Heron and uh, see if, if tickets are still available for that. Because I, I I attended my my first pro golf event what five years ago, 2016, at the Ryder Cup at Hazeltine, and and watching these guys golf, even watching the guys golf you know watch watching ben welly and nate adams golf the championship at the pine de paul makes me feel a lot worse about my golf game cuz these guys these guys are so good so if you have the opportunity to go to one of these events and watch watch not just not just collegiate level but but professional golfers i mean tim Heron, he's golfed in 12, uh, 11 us opens eight masters he's he, he he's 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 better on the block as they say we'll talk to tim harren second half of the rap Twins, uh, we'll talk about them here in a second. They are uh, unable to close a pretty large deficit against the Yankees. They fall as the Yankees remain the hottest team in baseball. And the Lynx, surprisingly, have also lost a couple games in a row. We'll talk about Twins and Lynx as we, as we rewind the last 24 hours in sports here. Rewind time. Rewind.
4: I think they just uh, strung some hits together. Plain and simple, just just played a little baseball out there and and uh, scored some runs on me, but you know felt good about my stuff. Felt like I uh, attacked batters pretty well. Just that that third inning, they strung a strung a few few hits together on me. Good good bat to ball team over there, and you know uh, getting getting the opportunity to start is uh, what I've always wanted. What what I'm going to continue to want for myself and for my career and and for this team. Felt like I was doing what what I'm supposed to be doing.
3: There was a starting pitcher last night's game against the Yankees' John Gandy. If you remember, we got him in the trade with the St. Louis Cardinals for J-Hap. And pitched a, a, a couple of good innings last night. And then ran into some trouble in the third with uh, what he called a pretty good bat-on-ball team in the New York Yankees. The hottest team in baseball right now since July 17th. The Yankees are now 24-8. and And they moved into the first wild card spot in the American League Playoffs final score last night: Yankees seven, Twins five. Twins were down six to nothing at one point, but closed the gap in the late innings. To recap last night's game, here's voice of the Twins Corey Probus.
2: Twins winners of four straight series, looking to keep that momentum going on the road in a building that they have not enjoyed visiting over the years. Yankee Stadium, first of a four-game series on a lovely night in the Bronx. A bullpen game for the Twins with John Gant, probably going to be around sixty pitches going. For the Twins and Jamison Tyone pitching awfully well opposing for the Yankees. And Gantt was great early on. Six up, six down, a couple of strikeouts, but then trouble in the home third. The Yankees put up four quick runs. A Kyle Higashioka RBI double. Luke Voigt two-run double. Anthony Rizzo sack fly. And the Twins were down for nothing. They were still down in the fourth inning. The Yankees batting again with two outs. Andrew Velasquez singled off Danny Coulomb. And then the catcher, Higashioka, came up with a big swing. And a 3 2 on the way. Swung on, hit down the left field line, and hit well. And that ball is going to be out of here. Higashioka hits his eighth
1: homer of the year. And the Yankees now lead six to nothing.
2: Higashioka, two hit night, a three RBI night. Twins were down six to nothing, and you thought this would be somewhat of a laugher. But then the Twins mounted a comeback. They scored three in the sixth inning on a J. Cave home run, just the second all year. And then Horry Polanco, no surprise, a two-out, two-run double. And the Twins were down 6-3. to three. Josh Donaldson would fly out. Luis Rice grounded out. And that's all the Twins would score in that inning. But they would score again in the eighth inning. And again, it was Polanco, a two-out RBI single that brought in Andrelton Simmons, a 6-4 game. Andrew Albers back with the Twins for the first time in a long time. Was on the mound for the Twins, and a guy that was throwing a triple-A all season long was throwing pretty well and then gave up a home run to Giancarlo Stanton in the eighth inning to make it a 7-4 game. Twins got that run back in the ninth on a Miguel Sano home run, his 21st, and that would be it as the Twins would fall by two. Yankees win the game 7-5. to So The Twins had two home runs. Sano 21, Cave his second, and Albers pitched okay. Three innings, one run, two hits. He struck out four and his first action for the Twins since 2016. His third different stint with the Twins, remarkably, and that happened here in 2021. The Yankees have now won seven straight games. The Twins fall to 54-68 and as the Yankees beat the Twins 7-5. to I'm Corey Provis
3: on your home for Twins Baseball. Twins back in action tonight. Game 2 against the New York Yankees. 6.05 first pitch, free game show at 5.30 tonight. McCoy Promise mentioned Andrew Albers, a guy now in his third stint with the Twins. Hasn't pitched with the Twins in five years, and he was pretty excited to be back with the Major League Club last night. Uh,
4: it was great. Obviously, any time for me that I get a chance to pitch in the big leagues, it's, it's really exciting. It's a thrill. Uh have some great memories here with the Twins, and uh, it was nice to go out and and pitch with
3: the for the club again and and have a little bit of success tonight. So that, would, that was good from a personal standpoint, anyways. Over the last seven seasons, the Yankees now have a two and seventeen record at Yankee Stadium. And uh, it's it's no it's no secret that the twins have struggled against the New York Yankees, not just in the postseason, but the regular season as well. Looking to turn things around 6-05 first pitch tonight. The Twins will hand the ball to Charlie Barnes. He's 0-2 with a 4.91 ERA. Yankees are going to counter with Nestor Cortez Jr. He's 1-1 this season with a 2.55 ERA. He's pitching 14 games, started six of them. Ew. Get some positive news for Minnesota Twins fans. Byron Buxton finally going to begin a rehab assignment tonight in St. Paul. Returning to the lineup for the St. Saint Paul Saints. The Gold Glover are going to play seven innings in center field for St. Paul tonight after missing the last two months with a fractured left hand. Twins manager Rocco Baldelli says Buxton will play multiple games in St. Paul before the Twins decide to bring him back. He's played in just 27 games after dealing with multiple injuries this season. You may remember how good he was in April and May. He was actually, I, I, I think it was it was the, the late parts of June, he was still actually top three in outfield voting for an American League All-Star spot, is how good Byron Buxton was and just hasn't been able to to stay healthy and and, and that's led to, to to contract questions and do the Twins trade him with one more year left under of team control? Do they try and resign him? How much are they going to resign him? Because we know what his ceiling is potentially, but he can he reach that ceiling when he can't stay on the field? And so a lot of a lot of questions with, uh, with with Byron Buxton's health. But you, you can't deny he is uh, when he's healthy, he's. And you can say this for a lot of guys. I feel bad saying once-in-a-generation talent on Byron Buxton when Shohei Otani is doing things that nobody else has done in the history of baseball. Whatever Babe Ruth was doing when he was pitching for the Red Sox and, and hitting monster home runs, Shohei Otani has done that sevenfold. Now leads the, the the Major League Baseball with 40 home runs. He's 8-1 and one with an ERA right around 2.5. I mean, he, he, here's here's the 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 most fun Shohei Ohtani stat you're going to hear. Not to take the conversation away from Buxton, but you look at a guy in in, in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for Toronto. He's 22 years old. He's going to hit around 45 home runs. He's going to have about 130 140 runs knocked in. He's going to bat like 320, and I can almost guarantee that he is not going to receive one. First place vote for American League MVP because they're all going to go to Shohei Otani. He may get the the Toronto Homer vote, but everything else is going go to go to Otani for American League MVP. St. Paul Saints they win last night over the Iowa Cubs nine to four. They're playing Iowa at CHS Field again tonight. Byron Buxton will be in center field. 7-0-5 first pitch tonight. Three. So a couple more notes to get to before we uh, before we call Tim Heron, pro golfer who's getting ready to tee off this afternoon in Seattle in the Boeing Classic. So uh, Vikings play tomorrow. Lost last Saturday, thirty three to six in the first preseason game against the Denver Broncos. Take on Indianapolis tomorrow. And Mike Zimmer says, tomorrow everybody is going to play. Wants the Vikings to have success and build confidence in their second preseason game. That's why he's planning on getting game reps for as many projected starters as possible. Did not disclose how many snaps the first team units will see, but uh, does want his players to go through the pregame routine and structure the game at least once before they open the regular season in Cincinnati on September 12th. And they do have a little uh, injury update on... uh, Hopefully the, the starting left tackle at some point this season, Christian Deresa, who's recovering quite nicely from, uh, from that quick groin surgery he had last week or the week before in Philadelphia, he's on pace to be ready to rejoin the team on September 12th, but don't be surprised if the Vikings ease him back and we see Rashad Hill starting at left tackle for, for the first game, maybe maybe the first couple, as they get Deresa up to speed, because he hasn't practiced much uh, at all this preseason. Head coach of the Minnesota Lynx, Cheryl Reeve kind of taking fire this morning after criticizing officials in last night's loss to the Connecticut Sun. The Lynx have now lost two straight games after winning eight straight uh, earlier this season. They've now lost back-to-back games to the Connecticut Sun. They lose last night 82-71. Now Reeve called the free throw discrepancy over the last two games unacceptable and unfair following the loss. The Sun took 41 free throws over the last two games, compared to only 17 for the Minnesota Lynx. Still fouls 18 points for the Lynx in the loss. The Lynx head to Chicago to take on the Sky tomorrow night. Here's what's coming up. We're going to take a quick break. We'll get to our Twins Minute, our Gopher Daily Update, also our Gone Fishing show as well. And then second half of the wrap, we're going to be joined from Seattle by Minnesota native and pro golfer tim heron who is getting ready to golf in the boeing classic today but will be in sioux falls september 17th 18th and 19th for the sanford invitational presented by cambria we'll talk to tim heron next on kdlm
5: i'm mj acosta ruiz with nfl network now on the westwood one radio network The Patriots were impressive in a 35-0 thrashing of the Eagles Thursday night. Cam Newton started and was nearly perfect, completing eight of nine passes for 103 yards and a touchdown to Jacoby Myers. Rookie Mac Jones took over and was equally efficient, finishing 13 of 19 for 146 yards. Jalen Hurts was a late scratch for the Eagles after experiencing abdominal pain after pregame warm-ups and was held out of the game. Hurts was later evaluated at the hospital but was okay. Tough news for Jets fans and defensive end Carl Lawson. He suffered a ruptured Achilles tendon in practice Thursday and will miss the entire season. Bears head coach Matt Nagy announced that quarterback Justin Fields will play and see significant action in Chicago's second preseason game against the Bills Saturday. Fields missed practice earlier in the week with a groin injury but returned to action on Thursday. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network.
4: It's time once again for a Twins Minute. I'm Chris Atterbury. The Minnesota Twins get another walk-off winner from Jorge Polanco to finish off a homestand 6-3 and defeat Cleveland yesterday with a final of 8-7. Fifth walk-off this year for Polanco tying Ken Herbeck for a team record set back in 1987. Fittingly, his teammates like Luis Rise are full of confidence in Jorge. Amazing because Paula do a really good job. I mean, when Pola goes to at bat, I say, no, we won already. So... He's a really good guy, so he just coming here to play baseball and then win the game. He's a close guy, man. He's a close guy. I'm happy for him because he worked hard, and then he's a killer he, he kill right now, so I'm really happy for him. Yeah, three straight walk-off wins and three straight Twins victories. The last guy to be responsible for three straight walk-off wins for his team, David Ortiz, in the 0-4 playoffs. Before that, you go back to 1982 and Tony Pena. Remarkable run for Polanco and the Twins. This is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.
1: This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. Today we continue our 14-team Big Ten preview sponsored by M Health Fairview. We'll take a look at the West Division rival Purdue Boilermakers when we come back. M Health Fairview combines the best of academic medicine with the convenience of a network of hospitals, clinics, and multi-specialty centers throughout the Twin Cities, closing the distance from the bench to the bed with a collection of world-renowned researchers working in partnership with top-tier specialists and medical professionals to serve your every health need now and into the future. M Health Fairview looks forward to cheering on the Gophers with you this school year. M Health Fairview is proud to be the official medical provider of Gopher Athletics. Sky Yuma. The Purdue Boilermakers are waiting for their breakout season under head coach Jeff Brom. Corbu's status previews the Boilers. Year five of the Jeff Brom era at Purdue opens with the team facing some questions about which direction they're going. The Boilermakers are just 6-12 and 12 the last two years and haven't lived up to the expectations created from a strong debut season from Brom in 2017. In order to get where they want to be, Brom says it comes down to the little things. We're close. Uh, We've been in a lot of close games without question. we got to learn how to compete and finish and do a lot of small things a little bit better, but uh, that's part of growing and part of learning and part of coaching uh, is improving and, and figuring out how to find a way to win. For the second straight year, the Boilers will have a new defensive coordinator. And Brom made changes at three other defensive coaching positions. He says the unit's success will be a group effort. Yes, there needs to be one play caller, but we want a lot of voices in the room. Uh, giving their opinion, giving their input, and putting the best plan together for our guys to go out there and make plays. Purdue opens the season September 4th against Oregon State. The Gophers visit Purdue on October 2nd. On Monday, we'll preview the Fighting Illini of Illinois, sponsored by M Health Fairview. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. Gone Fishing is presented by Brunswick Boat Group and New York Mills. Hi, this is Todd Cameron from
4: PT's Guide Service. If you haven't already made a plan or if in the last couple of weeks you haven't uh, taken your boat or your pontoon off the lift, I would definitely suggest that you do that. We continue to lose water and and, it makes it more difficult obviously for launching boats. And also some obstructions in the lake too are starting to show up in areas which you probably hadn't thought of before. When it comes to fishing, let's talk fishing. The walleye bite continues to actually be pretty darn good here in Lakes Country. Big pine, otter tail, little pine, even Rush is still kicking out some walleyes. Um, I've been fishing 18 to 23 feet of water, pulling bottom bouncers with either the slow death or with spinner rigs with night crawlers and leeches. I know there's also a shallow bite too. Um, I've done some of that myself. You fish in that six to ten feet of water, pull a two hook crawler harness with a night crawler or a leech at about 1.7 to 1.8 mile an hour, you know, and fish that shallow water and cover some territory. And you'll find walleyes are definitely taking advantage of the weed cover as well as the oxygen level, I think, in the food base is definitely up there in the shallow water area. But again, too, the brake lines on 18 to 23 feet also have some, some fish on those spots as well, too. Um, move around. Uh, don't fall in love with any one spot. And just because you caught fish there yesterday doesn't mean they're going to be there today. But continue to fish lots of locations and spot uh, tips and saddles that are adjacent to deep water um, seem to be best. Um, when I'm looking for saddles, I'm looking for the 23 to 25 foot saddles with deep water on two sides and shallow water on two sides. They seem to be holding a few fish and along with any tips or points that are adjacent to the deep water too, again, are holding fish as well. Carry a cooler uh, with some ice in the event that you have any walleyes that don't quite make it. Uh, you can always put them on ice. Water temps are running about 72 degrees. so. You know, the fish are still plenty warm, so that cooler ice will oftentimes help. And then you've also got ice then from when you clean your fish at the end of the day, and certainly those uh, fillets need to be cooled down and packaged and ready for your fish fry uh, this weekend or in the coming weeks ahead. So, looking forward to fall. Uh, notice that the leaves are starting to turn, I think that's due to the drought, but uh, September's right around the corner, and looking forward to some cooler temps. Then pray for rain and hopefully we'll continue to get we'll get some showers this weekend and in the coming weeks ahead. Uh, looking for a guide service? we are still got some openings yet this fall. You'll feel free to check out PT's guide service on the web or you can always give me a call at 218-346-3116. This is Todd Cameron from PT's guide service. Good luck and good catching.
1: Gone Fishing is presented by Brunswick Boat Group in New York
2: Mills.
0: Detroit Lakes at Station.
3: 1940 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap. We're joined on the phone now by a Minnesota native. He's played in 11 U.S. Opens, finished sixth back in 1999, and right now he's getting ready for the Stanford Invitational presented by Cambria coming up September 17th, 18th, and 19th at the Minnehaha Country Club in Sioux Falls. We're joined this morning by pro golfer Tim Heron. Tim, how are you today?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm actually in uh, Seattle right now playing in the Boeing Classic. Okay. But uh, I'm excited to uh, get to South Dakota. Um, you know, that's closest one to Minneapolis, so I'm mm-hmm. excited for that um, event.
3: Yeah, uh, Minneapolis native Tim Heron joining us on, on the Sports Wrap this morning. So Tim, how, how's your suburb been? Pretty busy? Uh, a bunch of tournaments for you or just kind of kind of laying low? How's How's it been?
0: No, no, it's been real busy. I just took my son to University of New Mexico. Uh, he's playing as a Lobo where I was, so he's going to be a freshman. And then I flew out to Canada. Now I'm in Seattle, and I head to Detroit next week. So, um, with things opening up in the United States, uh, I'm playing nine out of the next twelve weeks. So I'm
3: playing a lot of golf. Awesome. I'm 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 a, I'm a little jealous. Okay, kind of side question, who who had a who had a bigger impact on your son going to to be a Lobo? Was it you or was he following Richard Petino down there?
0: Uh, I think Richard Petino actually. <laughs> no, I I think myself and um yeah, when we went down there I was going to contact Richard. He said he's uh real busy right now, you know, trying to structure a basketball team, but uh he's excited to be there. Uh, I talked I've talked to him a little bit and I'm kind of glad that those two can uh maybe hook up, play some golf, and then, uh, Carson can go
3: to some basketball games. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure the golf in, in New Mexico is, is fantastic. Speaking of your son, you come from a pretty accomplished golf family yourself. Uh, your father and your grandfather both played in the U.S. Open. Your sister is in the Minnesota Golf Hall of Fame. Uh, I've got two young kids who are, just tr- who are starting to get into golf. But they're getting a little frustrated that they can't hit it as far as they want to. Uh, what are some things that your father or your grandfather or, or even you did uh, to get kids interested in the game of golf?
0: Well, I've started uh, the Tim Heron golf prep tour um with the COVID happening and I kind of you know, when when we locked down with um with COVID, uh I kinda of got some of the smaller schools in Minnesota um and I intermixed high school kids and and college kids just kinda of stay competitive while we were on lockdown and um I it was a big success. We played some great golf courses in Minnesota and it was fun um most important thing is that they kind of go out and have fun and enjoy the game it's kind of hard because it's a very frustrating game yeah I mean you've seen (laughs) pros throwing clubs kids throwing clubs but uh you learn a lot from the game so it's a great game where you can play uh all the way through your life
3: Talking to pro golfer Tim Heron. Now, 1999 was a a phenomenal year for you. You had a top 30 finish in the Open, 6th place finish at the U.S. Open. But a lot of Minnesota golf fans may remember the 1999 Bay Hill Invitational. You versus Alexandria boy Tom Lehman going to extra holes. What do you remember most about that tournament?
0: Oh, I do. I remember that tournament. I remember playing with Davis Love, and Davis missed a lot of short putts that day. And, um, I mean, he had a real good chance of winning too, but, um, what I remember is hitting a close on 18. That was our first playoff hole. And I missed that putt. And then I had a huge drive on 16, but I was in a divot and I remember going to my caddy. I had a six iron and I go, should I lay up on this part five? Because I noticed Tom was struggling on the hole. He goes, nah, you got to go. And, um, it was kind of dark and, I hit it in two and two putted and to win the um, Bay Hill Invitational. But w- the best part is I got to know Arnold Palmer oh, yeah, before he yeah. passed. Uh, and we became uh, good friends. And uh, what a great ambassador for the game. I mean, Arnold Palmer this is the man, you know.
3: Yeah, I remember uh, I, w- I was at the Ryder Cup in 2016 when it was at Hazeltine, and it was the I think it was the the fall after Arnold had passed, and just the the amazing tributes, and just to see how much impact that he had had on the game from from not just the guys golfing in that tournament, but but the the, the fan uh, impact that he yeah, had was and, pretty remarkable. And too. then just
0: growing the game, he's yeah, been, he was unbelievable on growing the game and uh, making the game better for the next generation. That's. He felt like he was obligated to do that, and he did a great job representing golf and making it bigger. I mean, he started the PGA Tour pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple guys got together, and he decided, you know, maybe we shouldn't just have club pros playing on a on a summer circuit. Uh, maybe we should start the PGA Tour, and that's kind of how, what he did.
3: You played a lot of prestigious golf tournaments. One of the places that uh, Arnold Palmer loved to golf with was Augusta. You've been in the Masters eight times. Uh, we just actually had a local golfer named Kate Smith. She was a medalist at the Big Ten tournament with Nebraska. Uh, she just played in the second-ever women's am at Augusta last spring. So i talked to Kate a little bit about her first time playing Augusta. What are some of your favorite things about playing uh, down in Georgia?
0: Well, what a lot of people don't realize is um, how hilly the golf course is. There's a lot of um, elevation change there. I mean, it's not like 200 feet or anything, but mm-hmm. I always feel like you could ski down number 10, you know? 10's <laughs> pretty, it'd be a nice slope, you know, a nice cruising slope. Anyways, um, no, so it, it's just the beauty of the golf course, and it's kind of cool to, when you drive in, the front part's the driving range, and then when you go to the back of the clubhouse, there's the whole golf course right behind the golf, right behind the clubhouse, so. It's a it's a heck of a spot. And they do a great job the members preparing for the tournament, so it's a great tournament.
3: So you got the Boeing Classic today, and then a couple other tournaments, and then we get to the uh, the Sanford Invitational presented by Cambria in Sioux Falls at the Minnehaha Country Club, September seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. Uh, tell tell us about that a little bit, and and, and coming back to the Midwest to, to play a little golf.
0: Well, it, it's a great uh, old style golf course. Um, I think it's great for some of the Midwest people that haven't been out to any sporting events. It's outside the sporting event. It'd be, uh, it'd be a great place to take family and kids to go watch some golf and some great shots and some Hall of Fame players. And they have a great field there and they have great title sponsors with Sanford and Cambria, both uh, American-made. Um, of course, Cambria is an American-made product. And I'm just, uh, happy to be, uh, involved in part of Cambria. So I think, uh, I'm going to really enjoy, enjoy my time. I know some, uh, friends from Minneapolis are going to come down and, and try to get out for the weekend and have a good time. The downtown is fun. It's a great, uh, fun little town. And I can't wait to, uh, to go represent Cambria there at the, the Sanford Invitational.
3: Yeah, it's coming up September seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. Uh, we'll be playing, paying close attention to that one. Uh, just, a lot of fun golf to be had here uh, in, in, in the Midwest, and especially with, uh, with with a lot of great golfers coming out of Minnesota to to pay attention to. One of them is Tim Heron. Tim Heron joining us this morning on KDLM. Tim, thanks so much for your time. Uh, appreciate it as always. We'll, we'll chat again soon, and, and good luck well, in Seattle. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and good luck with your game today, your golf game.
3: So yeah, we've got the uh, we've got the Laker Open, and so uh, I'm, I'm the fifth guy on the oh, team. It's, it's 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 me and my boss, and a guy who worked at this radio station for like 50 years, and the uh, the golf coach who led Detroit Lakes to like five state golf championships, and That's me. Awesome. So
0: yeah, you guys will have fun.
3: Have it'll, a great it'll, day. will it'll be a good time. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it.
0: All right, thank you. Can't wait. It's finger licking good
3: week, dude! All right, thanks again to Tim Heron for joining us on The Wrap today. If you missed any of the interview, you can go back and listen to it momentarily online, kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Busy weekend coming up in terms of sports, especially for the Minnesota Vikings, looking to put fans' minds at ease and putting together a much more competitive effort than they did against for last Saturday. We hope. It's going to be a fun Saturday. Tomorrow, we got Purple Insider at 10 o'clock with Matthew Collar and Sam Ekstrom. Yankees versus Twins tomorrow. Noon game. And then Vikings versus the Indianapolis Colts. Pre-game show at 6 o'clock. Kickoff right around 7. Don't forget, you got Game 2 against the Yankees tonight, 6-10. And then the four-game series closes against New York at 12-10 on Sunday. Then a much-needed day off for the Twins. And then they go to Boston for three games. Be a lot of fun. We do have the Laker broadcast schedule up as well at KDLMradio.com. The first Laker broadcast of the season is going to be Tuesday, August 31st. Detroit Lakes Volleyball traveling to Dilworthy, Glenn, and Felton to take on the Rebels. The full Laker broadcast schedule is up and online at KDLMradio.com. That's right for the sports wrap. Back on Monday, 9 30 on the station you can count on KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Quick CBS News break, and then the classic gets roll on KDLM.